Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. In fact, we got a legend on. Oh, we do. Yes, we're so excited to have him on today. We have H. Jack Williams. He is a singer-songwriter who has worked with some of the biggest names in folk, rock, and country music, such as The Who, Leonard Skinner, Greg Allman, The Oak Ridge Boys, Montgomery Gentry, Steve Earle, Jeff Bates, Molly Hatchett, and many, many more. He wrote his latest single, One More Day, with Kevin Costner and guest guitarist Gary Rossington from Leonard Skinner. The video for the track was recently shot in Los Angeles at Kevin Costner's home and will be released this spring. And we're excited to have you on the show. Yes. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It's definitely our pleasure. Yes. Um, I always like to start the show kind of the same way. Um, mm -hmm. The last two years have been rough for the entertainment world. Oh, very. And I always mm -hmm. want to talk about that a little bit. Um, How has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to kind of maneuver through it? Well, I, my whole story is it's been good for me because it's, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have an album. So, um, oh, wow. uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I think um, for me and, and for some of my friends too, I think COVID got us to, to, to get more even more creative than we were, you know, I mean, right, right. you know, when COVID, COVID first hit, um, no one really knew what to do. You know, I mean, we had the kids in, at home in one yeah. room, my wife in another room working and, and all I did was sit on a couch and watch Netflix for the first six <laughs> weeks. And, and it was like, right. I can't keep doing this. Um, mm -hmm. so it, it made me come back in here into my studio and, and sit down and then I just started, you know, I just, I wrote something and I called up my producer and I said, let's do an album and thank God for that. I mean, because, and I think COVID for me, um, cause I don't do that much live stuff. I hadn't been doing that much live stuff. So I yeah. think that for me, it just put me in this room and made me stay here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a couple yes. months before COVID, I remember, I'm thinking our original plan was 100 interviews our first year. thought if we could do that, be a great foundation. Yes, and then yes. COVID happens. And I'm sitting there watching everything get shut down. I'm like, well, we can't change it. So we might as well run with this because a lot of people like you are going to need a place to chat and we're going to give it to you. And because of that, we end up doing over 300 interviews first year and we're over 500 now. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Where are you at? Savannah, Georgia. Yep, Savannah, cool. Georgia. Nice place to be from. <laughs> but we're we're gonna be moving out to Nashville probably next year. Yeah. Excellent. In fact, we're going, you know, um the nineteenth of this month, we're gonna be spending a week out there in Nashville. Oh, we're so excited. Really? The nineteenth of May? April? No, April, yeah. April. Mm -hmm. Oh well, make sure you get Gail and them and let you know where I'm at. Maybe you guys can come out and see my farm. That'd oh, be great. We would love that. that Sounds good. We'll in 18 know. baby goats right now, you can come out and pet. Oh, uh, our kids three year old, our two kids would love that. Yeah. Oh, it's like a out here. You have to bring them out. <laughs> I will and, do it. And oh, you'll my. get to meet our 10 year old in a little while because we always mm -hmm. bring him on and ask a few questions. Yes. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> so, as you know, a lot of people, um, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears. Mm -hmm. and, and I usually go with this a little bit further in, but I want to go here now because I love a quote that you said. Um, you said that your career has been luck, talent and tenacity. Man, is that not true about anything with, 
you know, within a career in mm-hmm. entertainment. Yes, that's true. It's, uh, <coughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's 10% luck and about 95%, 90% hard work and, and, yeah. and sacrifice. Um, so I also, tell us about that also, side of it. Tell us some stories of what you had to go through at the very beginning to get to where you are. Because I think a lot of people sometimes they they only see the glory, but they don't really see what it really takes. Um, and you got some crazy stories. Well, I do, but but I think one of the most important things that um, and somebody reminded me of it yesterday. I was talking about my book, and somebody I had that I had let read a little bit of it. Um, reminded me of 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 um of Richie Havens when I was first getting started um he said always remember that you have to live by the three P's and I've stuck by that and that's perseverance patience and persistence mm-hmm. and, and and I think and I and that's been and I pretty much wore those around my neck all my life because um when patience wasn't working, then perseverance kicked in. And when that wasn't working, then persistence kicked in. And so one of those three things always, if I'm after something or if I'm chasing something or if I'm trying to make something happen, one of those things ends up working for me. Um, maybe not all three of them. Maybe I fall yeah. short on patience and I start going, why won't this happen? But then if I say, but be persistent, you know, it works. But the hard, the knocks are hard. I don't think you ever, I don't care what level you're at. I don't care whether you're a beginner or whether you're, um, whether you're Muhammad Ali, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think you ever stop getting knocks that knock you down. Um, yeah. I know people that are superstars right now, and I know some of them are still getting some things that have knocked them back. So I mm-hmm. think that you never stop. You just learn how to, uh, you learn how to get through them. Yes. Yeah. Cause you know, and like even with this show, I can definitely relate because, you know, I don't care. Like you said, I don't care who you are, no matter what level you are, you're, you always want to go to that next level. It doesn't matter if you're Blake Shelton or someone just starting out, you still want to go to that next level. Yes. And I, and sometimes I get frustrated, uh, you know, where my patience, as you say, my patience is worn off. But oh yeah, I'm like, like well, it's not fast enough. It's not fast enough, but I'll keep that. I'll do another show. It's not fast enough. Okay, I'll do another show. It's not fast enough. I'll do- <laughs> yeah. <persistence laughs> so, so the persistence part, you know, we just keep doing this, and we and here we are. That's it. That's it. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, um, everybody has ambition, and and um, I just wrote a song. The other, we were just talking. What was the name of that song? I just wrote yes. Uh, with Lucas Hogue the other day, um, we just wrote a song with that um, with that exact same. I'm like, I just have to look at the. I can't remember the title of it, but what it was, it was. Um, oh God, what was the name of it? Um, it was it was exactly that. It was it was about when things don't go quick enough for you, um, and they never do. They never go quick wow. enough. And sooner, but you know, um, the other lesson that I learned from Richie too, because Richie taught me so many things about, he got me to where I, I I had this roadmap from him. And even though, you know, even though I fell off that roadmap so many times, at least I had something to look at. And one yeah. of the other things that he taught me was, is that life is a series of mountains 
and you you got you go up i mean that's fun you know going up a mountain is a lot of fun and and getting to the top most of us want to fly off but we can't you know we can't fly <laughs> off but if we can enjoy the walk back down mm-hmm. you know, if we can enjoy going down and getting in that little valley that you have to live in oh, for a yeah. before that next mountain and if you can enjoy that then then the whole thing the ride can be but you know that's easier said than done. I still don't like being at the bottom of a hole. So, <laughs> yeah. and I live there quite often. So, that's a, so it's just uh, I think we all do as creative people. You know, we, we yeah, all- you know that's like I remember a great analogy to what you just said. And you know, it's like when you're starting out, you got this big boulder, and you're putting, you know, with speaking about, you're pushing it up this mountain, and you can't see it. You know, you know there's a hill at the top, but you can't see it because the boulder's so big. So all you can do is keep pushing. You can't look back too much because then the boulder will start rolling back down. You'll lose momentum. Mm-hmm. All you can do is hunker down and keep pushing, keep pushing. And then one day the boulder gets to the top and you can jump on it, ride to the bottom until your next hill. That's right. That's right. And um, that's that's what people, a lot of people quit. But a lot of people quit right when they get that boulder right at the hardest point right right yeah. right near the end of that that hill and it's like just way too hard it's just i can't do no more and they just let it roll them back down that's the end that's it and and that's that's you know that's the other philosophy that i live by um is that you're never done until you're done i mean mm-hmm. yeah, as long as you don't say i quit i'm done i'm not doing this anymore i'm gonna go fishing then you still have a chance and 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 that's why you see people that are in there um you see in the grammys and and awards some of the awards you see some people that are in their 80s that because it took them that long and but then they got recognized for it and um it doesn't some people get you know some people get jumped on real quick and they get a head start but um I think the ones that um, I think the ones that nail it really early in life mm-hmm. in their young twenties, I think they still have to. Uh, that was the other thing I learned was that everybody has to pay their dues, no matter what. Yep. And and if 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 you come out the gate, if if right out of high school you end up with a record deal or a, a movie <laughs> deal or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go into it and you get this big number one thing, sooner or later. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do some work, and yeah. um, and some people don't. They don't. They don't like that. They don't like to do the work. The work is what separates the men from the boys, so to speak. But the work is fun. You know. I yeah. mean, I think the work's fun. I I don't. I I like the work. I mean, if. Yeah, I mean. I like to work like a surgeon likes operating on a patient. You know, I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. I like to work so. I don't like. Um, the only thing You've ever- done some out of the box things in your career too, um, yeah. like knocking on Richie Haven's hotel, hotel door. door. Tell us that Tell story. Oh, um, <laughs> back in those days, I had um, had a friend. I had met a, Alex Cooley. Alex Cooley in Atlanta was the biggest. A rock promoter in the southeast and and he uh he did everything and he had a bunch of places in atlanta and and he liked me and and he liked my 
I guess he liked my attitude. Um, I wasn't a very good songwriter back then, so he couldn't have really liked my songwriting. But <laughs> but he must have believed I had talent, and yeah, yeah. And he, gave this, he gave me this backstage pass that was good forever. And he said, as long as you, as long as you handle yourself right backstage and you use good sure. manners back there, and you don't. I don't ever have anybody come to me and get get that guy out of here. He said, you can so, I mean, I went to a lot of shows and I, and I met Richie. I wanted to meet Richie and I met Richie at the show and, and I asked him if he would listen to a couple songs and he said, yeah, just come back to the, I'm staying at the, the whatever the name mm -hmm. of the hotel yeah. was and, and just mom and room such and such. It was like, whoa, okay, sure. this is cool. So I went and, um, and I waited until I saw him go in, and I know he's in the room, so I still waited. I figured, you know, give the man some time, have somebody with him, and I'm waiting, you know, give him some time. And I, then I knocked on the door, and there was no answer. And that was about 11 30, 12 o'clock, I guess, maybe. Oh, wow. And then I waited a little bit longer, and uh, still no answer. And I don't think I was knocking very hard. I think I was just like tapping, tap, tap, tap. Yeah. You know? And, um, I could hear music in the room. I could hear laughing. I knew they were in there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think finally about 2.30, quarter, 3 in the morning, he opened the door and he said, you sure are persistent. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, that stirred the friendship that lasted until he died. And uh, he, he took me under his wing and took me to New York. Well, he didn't take me to New York. He had me come to New York. And mm -hmm. He helped me get my first song published. And, and then he published me. And then he helped put a band together for me and then I went on tour with him and he just taught me a lot about what what it what being an uh, how to be an artist and how to be a person and try to yeah. treat people. Oh wow. Oh, I love that story because I love stories. Um, we do. Yeah. Now you've been bold through your career. Another bold moment that I love is you borrowed $50 and went to Nashville. Tell us that. I mean, because again, you know, it's one of them things to where um, people want to do that, but you actually did it. Nashville? Yeah. Where you just yeah. up and went with 50 bucks. Well, you have to pre this. There's a bit of before that because yeah. you have to know that I had already been in England for five years and I had already. Um, I had already worked with Uriah Heep and I had songs on gold records and I had already worked yeah. with, and I was good friends with Skinner and I was good friends with Ronnie right. and I was all that. So it was, um, I didn't know anybody in Nashville though. I didn't, I, you know, I, I was working with Dickie Betts. Oh, wow. And, mm -hmm. said, and I said to Dickie, I said, I don't know where I need to go. Yeah. I don't know if I should go back to England or if I should go to New York or if I should go to LA. And I never even said Nashville. And he said, oh, "Wow, you're a songwriter. You need to go to Nashville. And I wow. went, ah, oh, yes, a songwriter city. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And Nashville wasn't nice to me at all. Nashville, Nashville hated me. I, I got here and, oh, okay. and I had Dickie's management they actually set up all these meetings with all these big publishers for me. And it looked like it was going to be a shoe in. Uh -huh. and I walked in with this stuff that I'd written over there in England and all these rock stuff. And they just threw me out. I mean, wow. it was like, no. what's this crap? 
<laughs> I mean, really. I mean, seriously, they um, they wouldn't acknowledge it was songwriting. They wouldn't acknowledge that I was a songwriter. They they seriously just said said that this. They didn't call that music. I mean that, and they really. And looking back now, and knowing the people that I knew back then, and and knowing how they thought. Uh, they believe that. I really honestly believe that now that they really believe that what I came to town with was rotten stuff. And <laughs> I think that they really believed that. And so, but they gave me a chance. You know, I mean, it was the Oak Ridge Boys, Dwayne Allen, that, oh, yes. that, that, told, that told Noel Fox to, to um, sign me. He said, I, no, I think you need to sign him and just, you know, just, and so... I was pretty much said, shut your mouth, play your guitar, because you do really cool things on a guitar, and let our writers write the words until you learn how to write words the Nashville way. Wow. And, uh -huh. and, and it worked, and I learned, and I listened, and I learned, and, 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 and Noel told me, he said, you know, you probably hate me now, and you probably hate that this isn't going on. He said, but if you learn how to write words the Nashville way, and then 20, 30 years from now, you'll have what we taught you. You'll have what you learned in England, and you'll throw that all up in a pot and stir it up, and then you'll have yourself. And he was right. You know, I still incorporate, I don't sit down and write Nashville songs, but I do. I mean, I, I know there's Nashville lyric crafting and everything I write and um, at some point. So... Um, tell us about walking up to the Who's Butt tour bus, too. That was an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was that's another thing we were talking about yesterday. I think that I was on my way to work, I was a chef. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All my life, you know, I I, I was, I, I don't mean, a, at that time, I wasn't a chef chef. I was a yeah. sous chef, but I was okay. working in a, a restaurant in Atlanta called the Abbey, and I was all dressed up in my chef's clothes, and yeah, um, I had a wife and a one-year-old baby, and, oh, wow. um, and I had a cassette tape with three songs on it from a little demo I'd done in the car mm -hmm. and I was on my way to work and I saw these guys standing outside the hotel room and in tour jackets and I pulled in and it said the who on the back of them so I just walked up to the first guy I saw and I said <laughs> what's the chances of meeting Roger Daltrey oh wow and he said slim and none Ooh. <laughs> and I went okay and I turned around and walked and he said wait wait a minute man why do you want to meet Roger? And I said, I'm a songwriter. I just thought maybe I could talk. And well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Let me make a phone call because Roger loves songwriters. Oh, wow. So he did. And um, that phone call led to the next three months of being on tour with The Who. And I never, I never went back to work. And I never um, pretty much lost the marriage for a while. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it was, it was pretty much, um, let's talk to him. Let's get, but get him a room, have him come to the show tonight. And, um, and I'll talk to him later. And later was three and a half months later. And that's wow. when they wow. talked to me and gave me my deal. Wow. That was the beginning of the beginning, I think. That was the beginning of me doing stupid things to get places. 
I love that. <laughs> so tell story. us a little bit about your current project that you got going on with Kevin Costner and how did that come to be? Well, I don't have a, it's not, I don't have a project going on with Kevin. It's just that you did a video at his I, house. Well, we, it was on his property to put it. Okay. We, we, um, Kevin's got a pretty good team. You know, he's got a, he's got a, uh, he's got a production company. He's got a team. And then some of okay. his friends that are his team, one of them uh, is a director. His yeah. name is Mark Gillard. And he um, also worked with Steven Spielberg for the last 15 years and, and, and uh, been his editor. And Mark, Kevin and I, and Adam Box, we wrote, my producer, we wrote a song called One More Day that's on my record. And and mm -hmm. I love that song. It's my favorite song on the record. And Kevin loves it. He does it with his band. Oh, well. And, I wanted to make a, and Gary Rosington from Leonard Skinner played on it and is yeah. in the video. And so um, we decided that we wanted to make a video of this. And um, so I went out to LA and we shot some of it out in Ojai. And then uh, most of it was on Kevin's property down on the beach. Right. right by his house, he's got a whole section of beach. And we shot it on that property there. And, um, and so they're in the middle of editing it now. And when it's all said and done, it, it'll, it's, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, uh, like I said, Gary Rosington has is, is graciously said that he can stay in the video. So that's going to be nice to have a video with, with the original member of Leonard Skinner in it. Oh, yeah. And, and, um, and I know what the video is about. And I know what the scenery is. It's, it's going to be something to be proud of. Awesome. awesome. Yes. Love that. You know, as you know, a lot of people, they see what you do, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, teams never get the love they, they deserve. On mm -hmm. our show, they get some love. So take a few moments and just tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. The team? Yeah. Yeah. The team that I'm working with now is my favorite team. It's, as you know, it's Gail and Ben. Yeah, they're yes, awesome. we love I, them. I've been told for a long time, you know, as a songwriter artist, you never think about PR. You just don't. You don't, you know, right. I mean, you think about publishers, you think about getting cuts, you think about movies, you think about things like that, but you never think about that. And mm -hmm. um, a while back, um, a while back, one of the composers that I worked with in, in, in Wales, um, John Hardy, he said, you know, you need a you need a PR team," he said, "because you you've done so much, wow. and um, and people need to know about that, so that you can maybe make another step forward." And so, um, as as like anything else in life, I mean, everything as you know, I mean, you have to. You start with one publisher, you end up with another one, and you finally end up with the right one. You start with. Um, one wife and you end up with the right one. You know, <laughs> she's my second marriage. So, and we've been married almost 20 years. Yeah, so. so that was true for you. <laughs> we've been married almost 20 years. Um, anyway, um, you start out and you find, and it takes you a while to find the right team, like you say, but when you do find the right team, I wouldn't be here doing this if it wasn't for Gail and Ben. So I've got to give them credit for where I, what I'm doing right now. But also, you know, my wife has been really supportive. She, it, There's been times... Day before yesterday, I wanted to quit. You know what I mean? There's times every day I want to quit. <laughs> she has to knock me off a cliff. Oh, but, yes. Um, Sometimes. But, 
but then there's people that you work with in your my publishers you know that they they're always um they're always they're always pushing you to write something they they believe at this point in my life it's 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 not about um it's about believing in what and and who i am and what i'm doing it matters to me um, yeah whether it's about my book or whether it's about my songs or whether it's about um getting songs and movies or whatever it's about believing in what i'm about it doesn't and none of that other stuff really matters to me anymore what really matters is is my soul if, if somebody gets that then that's that then that that's a team player um and i think i wish i had known that 30 years ago because if i'd known <laughs> that 30 years ago or 40 years ago i would have listened to richie havens a lot more and wow. i would have never done some of the stupid things i did back then you know but you live and you learn yeah you know speaking of teams as i told you earlier we have a third co-host our 10 year old so sandy's gonna go get him real quick yes his name is christopher i'll get him and our little three-year-old lady when she gets older she'll be plugging a show too because we keep it a family affair here really do you do this every day of the week <clears throat> pretty much it's you know we, we've done over 500 in the last two years shows and you know, right now it's slowed down. My dad passed away March 1st. So we had to sort of slow to show down some to take care of that business. Thank you. And so slowed down. And then, you know, I think next, either this week or next week will be the last shows for about three weeks. Cause then we're heading to Nashville for a week and heading to Kentucky for five days after that. So I'm going to go enjoy a few weeks and then we're going to come back and hunker down and run hard again. Is it just a vacation? Vacation. I'm plus I'm meeting some with some business stuff too. So it's kind of we're mixing the two. Where are you going in Kentucky? <laughs> Kentucky will be um see her mom. She lives in Feds Creek, Kentucky, which is an outskirt of Pikeville. Most people don't even know where Pikeville is, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember when Sandy and I met. Um, she, I drew, we when we met online back in '02. And when I went up there to go see her, she had me follow her to her mom's, her parents' house. And I'll, I'll never forget going down this road. And I'm like, where is she taking me? Because it was like a one lane road. If one, if there was a car come and you had, one of you had the back in the driveway, let the other car. I mean, it was like in the boonies, boonies, <laughs> back in the hollers. All right. Well, I see somebody Hi, else there. Huh. What do you say? Okay. Oh, hi, H, H. I mean, Jack. H. Jack Williams. <laughs> so, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Yes. Oh, that would be Italian. Mm. Yes. Italian is my favorite. My, my favorite food is pizza. Well, that's Italian. Yeah. Yep. I like pizza. I like <laughs> meatballs. Ah. <laughs> uh, you like spaghetti yeah. too, don't she, you? He loves yes. spaghetti too. Yeah, I do. I started to say she. I'm thinking of Caitlin here. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get me. <laughs> yeah. right. Okay, so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Well, I think probably my favorite movie right now that I've seen this year is um, the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Mm -hmm. And my favorite. What was the other question you asked? The TV show? The TV show. Oh, that would be probably my all-time favorite TV show is, is a show that your mom and dad wouldn't let you watch, but it's a great <laughs> show called Justified. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Because what's yours? My favorite teacher is Spongebob and my favorite movie is Dominions. Dominions? Yeah, yeah he loves Our little yeah. three-year-old loves all the Minions, too. I mean, they built a really strong brand, I, I tell you. Those movies are great. Yeah, that's like, is fantastic. Yeah, we've watched the Minion movies over and over and over. We've probably watched that thing a thousand times, ain't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's always got to be Despicable Me too. Yes, that's right. Of course it does. What's your favorite subject in school? Oh, you like the best. Reading. Atta boy. <laughs> that's a good subject. That was mine too. Oh, huh. wow. And see, he's a songwriter now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. Bye. Good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, he's been on almost every. He's not been on every episode. But every now and then, you have where the guest has something happen last minute, and they have to leave early because we always have him come on closer to the end. Um, so mm-hmm. sometimes he's not on, but for the most part, he's been on almost because we homeschool him and all that. Of the shows he's been on, yeah, he's cute. <clears throat> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Don Henley. Wow. Oh, that's a, that's a great that's one. Easy. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, you know, this probably has a thousand answers to this, but what's a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Lion Eyes. Ah. Oh, that's a great one. I love that it's one. It's cool that you got these like right there because a lot of people, they have to think for a second, but you're like judge. right on it. I know, what, I know what, I know what's, what, what moves me. And that guy's yeah. songwriting has always been, in my opinion, he's the best. Oh, definitely. So where do you want to be in five years? I know you've been a long ways with um, songwriting and all that and singing, but um, where do you still want to be in five years? Oh, I'd like to probably be in a movie or something. Ah, yeah. I like or that. on a TV show doing something. Sure. I would like to do a little acting somewhere along the line. Okay. Somewhere along the line, I'd like to get in front of that camera. Yeah. Let's look further down the road. Let's say 15 years down the road, and you're still doing this, and you're bigger than ever. Um, what do you hope you never forget? My humility. Ooh, My humbleness. Yes. Wow, love that. Right. And what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, God, probably because that keeps me on a straight line. I would yeah. say that's a big source of inspiration for keeping me on a straight line. And my, and 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 my son, and my wife. I think mm-hmm. I, I, my wife and son because, um, they keep you grounded and keep you straight. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when it comes to trying to for inspiration for songs and stuff, um. As long as I have the well inside of me that I have now, and I and I, the longer I live, the deeper that well is going to go. So I'll right. hopefully, hopefully, I just keep getting better and keep finding more and more new things because I think that's what keeps you alive. I think yeah. what keeps you alive is finding something new every day, or 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 or, or something, some little thing that makes you go, you know, like doing this. I've never done this before with you, so this is great. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And what would you like for your legacy to be in music and entertainment? What do you want to be known and remembered for? 
writing an honest song. Mm. Oh. Uh, that's powerful. Love that. Three chords and the truth, right? Something like that, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of people would ask, when, you know, when did you know you wanted to be a musician? I always go deeper than that. When did it click for you, that moment where you thought, this could be a career for me? Probably, I would probably say probably when Ken Hensley offered to take me to England and work for you, right? Him and you, right? Wow. That was probably it. Because up to that point, I was fishing and fishing and fishing, and things were clicking here and there. And I was writing with some people, you know. I had written with Gary Rickgrass from Rario Speedwagon, and I had worked with uh, with, with um, um, quite a few of the uh, America's bigger bands and stuff like that. But no one. No one, I mean, to me, to say, pick up the phone and call me up and say, you want to come to England and we'll pay you and we got wow. you a house, we got you a car and you're going to get to work with us and we're going to bet we, and, and, and Alvin Lee lives right down the street. You're going to get to work with him and, and George Harrison lives right over there and he oh, comes wow. over here and, and you can, I think at that point, I, I think I said, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. Wow. Mm -hmm. Love and then, uh, every time I met somebody, it just still to this day, still to this day, I meet somebody new that is um bigger than me and uh, way up there, and I meet them and I get a chance to work with them. It's just another indicator that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I love your philosophy on life. It really, you know, again, that's why I love to do this show because, you know, we've done over 500. You never know where the show is going to go. Oh, yet. We get to hear, we so, get to hear many so many stories. great stories and yours yes. is one of them. Mm -hmm. So as we close out, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do? That's easy. Just don't just believe in yourself. You know, I don't, don't take no for an answer. And and don't let nobody tell you you can't do something. You know, I mean, if somebody says you can't do something, do it anyway. <laughs> that's I mean, this, you know, within reason. I mean, yeah, no, I don't, yeah, that's this show in a, in a nutshell. We were told this wouldn't work. Yeah, that we couldn't do it, but we're here 500 something shows later. And, and that's like we talking about the do it anyway and stuff and people say no. Sometimes I think PR companies get a little upset with me and managers because I will email the people every month. Persistence. And every month. I'll, it's like mm -hmm. clockwork. I got a handful of people that I will email every month, every month. And then like we had one guest um, that came on that I emailed like six months in a row. And the manager was like, look, this person doesn't do long interviews. Even if I could do this for you, um, it had to be five or 10 minutes. That'd be max. And I was, and of course I didn't hear the five minutes. I was like, okay, well, we will take 10 minutes. And he says, okay. So, so I think the manager was like, let me get them off my chair, off my, out of my emails. <laughs> so I think we got <laughs> that person all because I kept emailing, emailing, emailing. <laughs> well, just real quick. I mean, let's, let's just say this. They told Tom Brady in the draft when he was first drafted, they told him that he was too skinny, he was too small, and he wasn't fast enough to be in the NFL. 
Wow. wow. One of the greatest of all time. He turned out to be. Seven Super Bowls later. Yes. They told Elvis Presley that he needed to go back and stick it, stay mm. with his trucking job. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you listen to what told Hank Williams, he couldn't sing. I mean, <laughs> if you listen to everybody, if you listen to what everybody told you, um, and, and you, and it, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do that. Well, then you would never go anywhere. Yeah. Even exactly. in marriage. I mean, because yeah. we met online in 2002 when it was taboo back then, like it is now. Yeah, that was everybody's like, oh, that'll never dating. work. And here it is. All the people that told us that are all divorced and all that multiple times. And we're still hanging in there. 20 years <laughs> later. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's great. <clears throat> So tell everybody how they can find you. Yes. Hjackwilliamsmusic.com. Love that. And yes. you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we definitely look fun. forward to having you back down the road. Mm -hmm. Oh, I look forward to it. Hopefully we can And we'll meet you in Nashville when we're up there. Oh yes, we'll reach out. I'm about serious that. about that. I'm just I'm not kidding. Get get Gail and them to you know keep, stay in touch with them and and when you come up here, let us know. We'll have you cut, bring the kids out here to see see the goats and everything. That'll oh, be great. That sounds great. We, we appreciate will do it. it. We've got a farm. I mean, there's more than that, but yeah. the baby goats seem to be the the draw right now. Oh, <laughs> they'll love that. They'll love it. All Thank right. you so much for your time Thanks today. For we, we appreciate it.